Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Welcome to Witham's Perspectives from the Bankruptcy Cliff, where we provide our perspective on various questions related to insolvency and bankruptcy affecting individuals and businesses. I'm Serena Sani, and I'll be your host for this session. I'm also a member of Witham's Forensic and Valuation Services Group. Our team focuses on the unique needs of individuals and businesses going through a reorganization process or considering bankruptcy as an option. Today, I'm joined by John Liska, who's also a member of the team, to get his perspective on the exemptions and property of the estate. I do need to start out by reminding everyone that the information you're about to hear is general in nature and should not be acted upon without the advice and counsel of qualified legal representation and financial advisors who can evaluate your unique circumstances. So let's get started. Hi, John. So we're here to talk about exemptions and property of the estate. What are exemptions uh, in a bankruptcy and how can they be applied? Well, in a bankruptcy, the filer is asking the bankruptcy court to discharge uh, and or restructure the debts owed. Therefore, the bankruptcy trustees must know what kind of property is owned and what exemptions may be available to protect these assets from collection. All right, so can you give me some examples of some of these exemptions? So uh, uh, the exemptions are a monetary threshold and they're set, uh, they're, they're set to determine whether you can keep your assets or whether they're to be sold by your creditors. Uh, these protections are only afforded to individuals uh, when filing bankruptcy, they're really not available to businesses. And each state has a set of exemptions and dollar amounts. And while most of them require them, what require you to use the state set of, of exemptions, some allow you to choose between state exemptions or the federal exemptions. So you certainly want to consult with your professional, with uh, your advisor or professional to determine which exemptions are applicable. Uh, some examples include the homestead exemption, uh, which protects your real property, such as your home. Uh, and really, depending on which state you live in, this can be a really beneficial exemption um, or there could really be no protection whatsoever. So th- that's a key one you want to check with your advisor. Uh, another common exemption is the personal property exemption. This covers items such as motor vehicles, jewelry, electronics, uh, and other personal items that uh, would be included, such as musical instruments. Uh, if their value, there's a threshold set by the state, if the value is below that threshold, you're typically allowed to keep that item. Um, other items, uh, there's retirement benefits that are protected, um, as well as certain tools of the trade. You know, they're not gonna take all of uh, your equipment in order to make a living in order to pay the debt. So it's kind of, you have certain items that are protected in that sense. Uh, there's also what's known as a wild card, which allows you to protect anything you'd like Uh, within that threshold. So based on your locale, uh, the availability of certain exemptions as well as the monetary thresholds uh, may differ. And so therefore you really wanna make sure that you speak to your advisor, um, especially when there's pensions or IRAs. um, I just wanna make sure that you have someone, an attorney that's familiar with the bankruptcy laws in your area. Well, it's a lot of information. (laughs) Good to know. Are there any assets that are not exempt? Or, I'm sorry, are entirely exempt? Yes, uh, certain public benefits such as welfare, social security or unemployment, those are protected, um, as well as uh, domestic support such as child support or alimony. 
uh, those items will be protected. Um, there's also uh, an, exemption, an entire exemption for any type of health aid that you would need. So um, anything that's required from a medical purpose is protected. And as I mentioned previously, in certain states, your home can be entirely protected. So again, you want to check with your advisor. Are there different exemptions, let's say, if you file for Chapter 7 versus Chapter 13? The, the exemptions themselves do not change, uh, but there's a difference in how the exemptions are applied. In, in Chapter 7, you're really determining what property you'll be able to keep, uh, and whatever property is not protected by an exemption is going to be sold by the bankruptcy trustee in order to pay your creditors. Um, whereas in Chapter 13, the exemptions are really determining how much you're going to have to subsequently pay your creditors uh, through your reorganization and payment plan. So any assets that are not exempt are sold by the trustee? Uh, yes, in most situations, that's, that's correct. Uh, the trustee will sell or auction the asset to try and get the most proceeds possible. Uh, but however, in certain situations, uh, the selling costs may outweigh the value of the asset or there may be other extenuating circumstances which may lead to trustee abandoning the property and not trying to gain any proceeds. In those cases, you'd be able to con continue to keep your property. So how is the sole proprietor business affected in a bankruptcy? Uh, the business is going to be considered an asset, and so it'll be included as property of the state. Um, it, it may be possible to retain the business uh, through the use of exemptions, um, or through the abandoned issues that we just discussed, um, or you may be able to acquire the business from the trustee depending on uh, the ultimate value. What if I owned real estate rental properties? Are these property of the state? Yes, uh, in a similar capacity, whether they're owned directly or indirectly through the business, or through a business, excuse me, uh, the real estate is effectively included in the bankruptcy estate. Um, what will happen is an appraisal will be performed to determine the value of the properties. And depending on that value, the trustee may elect to auction off or sell the property. Um, or if it's not tenable to uh, obtain any proceeds from the property, they may elect to abandon it. What about tax refunds? Can I keep those? Uh, it depends. Most tax refunds from pre-petition years are included as property of the state. So can't use the IRS as your bank account, um, and then any refunds that you may subsequently file for would be, will be cross-referenced against bankruptcy filings to make sure that there aren't any ill-gotten gains by uh, using the IRS. Um, in addition, other tax assets such as carry loss forwards or loss carry forwards, excuse me, um, credits and other items may be considered or have to be forfeited. So if I have a relative or parent that dies and I get an inheritance, is that part of my estate? Uh, depending on how far, or the, the timing between the time of death and uh, your time of filing, uh, the right to inheritance received within six months after the filing uh, will be included as property of the state. So that will be something that your creditors would be able to take from you. Well, thank you, John. I hope everyone found the information on exemptions and property of the state helpful. Should you have any questions regarding our, your unique circumstances, please do reach out to a member of our team. We can be found at withem.com under Forensic Evaluation Services.
This episode, as well as others in the series, can also be found at Witham.com. Thank you for listening to Witham's Perspective from the Bankruptcy Club. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at Witham.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M.com.